Hello, we are back with another episode of Shaping Little Minds podcast. I am so excited to be getting back into the groove of recording weekly episodes. To be completely honest, when I decided to take a break from recording my weekly content, I had gotten so far from my why that I felt lost and I lacked confidence in myself and in the content that I was creating. Taking this break, even though it was much longer than I expected, was probably the best thing for me. Not only that, going overseas for a little over a week has brought so much inspiration and motivation that I truly felt was missing in the recent months. To sum it all up, I am super excited to be back. Hey there, Adva here. I am so excited to welcome you to the Shaping Little Minds podcast, where we help support and mentor early childhood teachers inside the classroom. This is a place where we dive into classroom management, growth mindset, professional learning, and so much more. I'm an early childhood teacher who saw a huge gap in how early childhood educators were supported inside the classroom. I created this platform in order to help teachers feel more confident, supported, and develop a sense of trust in their teaching. Let's make teaching exciting again. When we make the decision to be a teacher, we are usually there for the kids. We love kids. We love to watch them grow. We're not usually there because the money is good. If you've been around, you know that as teachers, we truly don't get paid enough for the work that we do. In today's episode, we'll cover the following. Definition of advocacy and the importance of being an advocate. Three ways you can advocate for your students and three ways you can advocate for yourself as a teacher. Now let's begin. The word advocate means to speak or write in favor. When we advocate for our students, we are speaking on their behalf with their specific needs in mind. In early childhood, many times our students are too young to be able to advocate for themselves. So before children begin schooling, who are their advocates? Their parents or their guardians, right? They make sure their child's needs are being met each and every day. Children need teachers to be their advocates when they're in school as well to ensure that they continue to find success both inside and outside of the classroom. Early childhood has become more academic and rigorous over the last 10 years or so. The expectations have become much higher than, they, than what it used to be. Children are now feeling the pressures of the outside world. They're exposed to so much more than my generation ever was. That includes, but is not limited to, social media channels, video games, and television programming. All of this to say, children need us as teachers to advocate for them more than ever before. Remember in March 2020 when the entire world was flipped upside down? COVID not only affected us as teachers and as adults, it affected children in more ways than we could have ever imagined. Children are now living in a new world that is unfamiliar to them after being at home for almost two years. They didn't get the proper socialization, they didn't have the structure of being in school, and they definitely didn't have as much pressure while doing school from home. Now these kids are back in school and they need your help. They need you, the teachers, to advocate for them. For them. So here are three ways you can advocate for your students. Number one, listen. The best way to know what your student needs is by listening to them. 
I know that the classroom can be a busy place and that you don't always have the mental capacity to listen, but listening can truly be life-changing. Imagine you had a child who was being abused at home and came to you, but you didn't pay any attention to him or her because you were busy with a million other things. You'd accidentally be putting that child in harm's way without even knowing it. Number two, know your student's rights. For example, every student has a right to access education free of discrimination. No student should lose out because of race, sexual orientation, gender identity, or any part of who they are. If you've been up on the news recently, you know about the Don't Say Gay bill that was passed recently in Florida. The idea that children are not allowed to speak of their sexual orientation is discrimination within and of, in and of itself. I don't like to get political, but this one really hit home. Don't you think? Okay, moving on to number three. Number three is get support from others. This can go into both categories I'm covering today, advocating for students and advocating for yourself. But I'm really focused on the idea of advocating for your students at this very moment. Getting support from those who are more experienced and knowledgeable can help you become the best teacher for your students. Part of being the best teacher for your students is being able to advocate for their needs. I don't know about you, but I've always wanted to be the best teacher for my students. That doesn't only mean advocating for my students, it also means advocating for myself. In this exact part of the episode, I'm going to be giving you three ways you can advocate for yourself as the teacher. Teachers are walking away from education without looking back. They are burnt out. Their mental health has taken a toll for the worse, and they just don't feel supported. Think about this. What happens when you advocate for yourself? How can that change your circumstances? First way to advocate for yourself is to set up boundaries. You are allowed to set boundaries and stick to them. You can give 110% to your teaching and still be a great educator and teacher for your students. Part of advocating for yourself is speaking up when boundaries are being crossed. You can set boundaries with students, you can set boundaries with parents, and you can set boundaries with administrators. It's the only way you are going to be able to make sure you are balancing teaching with the rest of your life. Number two. Ask for support. I am well aware that resources can actually be really hard to find, but there are so many educators offering support to teachers. Educators like me who have been in the field for a long time and want to share what's worked for them. Find them at your school. Find them on Facebook. Find them on Instagram. Instagram. Invest in yourself in order to feel supported throughout your teaching career. If I had done that in my first year, it would have had a much more successful start to teaching. If you want to learn more about getting support, you can listen to episode number 55 with Marcia, where we dive into various resources you can grab for support. I'll link the episode in the show notes below. Decide to do things for you. That is number three. You can say you want to do something for months on end and never do it. What if you decided to start that thing today. What if you took 20 minutes to do that workout you've wanted to do? What if you took 20 minutes to read that fiction book you've been meaning to pick up? 
doing something for you is a super important part of advocating for yourself. You are doing the things that will end up helping you become the best teacher for your students. There are so many ways you can advocate for both yourself and your students as an early childhood teacher. And I'd love to know, what are you going to do first? What action will you take to become an advocate for yourself or your students? I'd love for you to send me a message on Instagram letting me know what that first action will be. You can find me at Shaping Little Minds Podcast, um, and I would absolutely love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. If you share this episode with your teacher friends or leave a review or just share the episode on Instagram and tag me, I absolutely love connecting with you. Keep learning, growing, and becoming your best teacher self. I am so proud of you. See you next time, teachers.